TK in the house. Michael. Hello. 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 You know what I want to start off with today, my friend? No clue. You always surprise me. Do you dream a lot? Oh, my goodness. You know, I started taking this stuff called melatonin. Right. And I have the weirdest, sometimes the worst, most badass dreams. It's unbelievable. If you don't take it, though, do you still dream? No, I don't really uh, remember anything that intense if I don't take it. But these dreams are in color. They're so real. And, you know, I wake up and I turn on the TV and... I'm still in this bad dream. I can't turn it off. It's called (laughs) politics. But we're not going to talk about that. I dream every night. I remember most of them. And last night, I had the weirdest dream. And God knows where this came from. I dreamt I was at a New England Patriot game. I hate the Patriots. I don't know why I'm up there at this game. And I got end zone seats. And then right before the game starts, somehow our whole row ends up standing on the outside of the end zone. And when the game's about to begin, 15 beautiful blonde dancers in gold outfits start dancing, and I'm right behind them. Explain that to me. What the hell am I doing? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't interpret dreams, by the way. Did you ever think that I did? Yeah, because you're the Renaissance man. Okay. Well, I can tell you, when it comes to football, I have this recurring dream. I'm at the old Cleveland Browns Stadium, right. which was hideous. It was are, you in just, the dog, are you in the dog pound? I'm in the dog pound, <laughs> and I am excusing myself to go to the little boys' room. I don't know if anybody out there has ever been to the old Cleveland Stadium. I mean, it's gone now. They tore it down, thank God. But you go into the bathroom, and there are these big tubs that men urinate in. <laughs> So my recurring dream is, because I know you know this, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Right. I'm barefooted. And if you remember anything about the old Cleveland Stadium, you know, as big as these huge giant tubs were that men would pee in, (laughs) they would never completely hit it. So the floors were like, you know, full of urine, right? Right. So the dream I have Over and over and over again, I'm telling you, I I must have had this dream a hundred times. I'm barefooted. I'm in this bathroom, which is like just a concrete floor, and it's full of pee. I'm barefooted. I'm walking on this stuff. That's a nightmare, my friend. That's a nightmare, yes. But at least people back in Cleveland were a little more sophisticated in Philadelphia because I remember going to the old veteran stadium, and we didn't have a big trough to pee in. When the lines got so long and everything... They would just pee in a sink, my friend. <laughs> yeah, baby. Who loves you? Oh, City of yeah. Let's go love. wash your hands there. What do you oh, think? Oh, man. And you wonder why I stopped going to Eagles games. Yeah, I can't blame you there. So somebody interpret my dream. What does that mean? It means I'm a germaphobe and I'm in the worst place possible, right? I know. I remember speaking of peeing in dreams. I remember a lot of my dreams, I would be going to the bathroom. I like had to go to the bathroom. Which makes sense if you have to go to the bathroom when you're sleeping at night. And I'd be dreaming that I'd be in some outhouse or somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Who who started talking about dreams today anyway? That was you, by the way. Well, I want to take a big nightcap or something and not have to dream, right? Go straight through without dreaming. You know, that's something I did last night before I went to bed. What's that? I had a nightcap. I never, ever do that. But... You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) I had some eggnog, and I mixed in some fireball whiskey. Wow. Oh, man. That was good. I slept like a rock. 
I just asked you the other day if you drink cocktails. You said no. No, I don't, unless it's, you know, the holiday season. So from now until the 25th, you're going to be drinking, baby. Eggnog and Fireball Whiskey. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. And I'm not a drinker. Tom and Mike. This is going to blow your mind. They did a survey about the five richest counties in the United States, and they all have something in common. Do you have any idea what that might be? Rich people? (laughs) Well, that's one thing, but that's not what I was going for. The five richest counties in the United States have one thing in common. Okay, don't leave us suspended here. <laughs> please. Do I have to get on my hands and knees and, when knees I tell, when and I tell, say, please, when will I you tell, tell me what the five things are? This is to depress you. It'll depress the listeners. All five of the richest counties, the one thing they have in common, they're all suburbs of Washington, D.C., Oh, well, that's... uh, What does that tell you, pal? What does that tell you? That's kind of obvious. It tells me that our politicians are going there and they're getting rich. Not just the politicians. Lobbyists, lawyers, staffers. Thomas, this is terrible. The medium income in the United States is 57,000. In these five counties, it's 167,000. The medium. You know, I used to live in Washington, D.C. years ago. Right. We actually built a house in suburban Washington. Right. And we made a fortune just because real estate values were going through the roof. I think Fairfax County, the county we lived in, had doubled in population. And, you know, the demand on real estate was unbelievable. The richest county is called Loudoun County. And there are 40 wineries. I would never have guessed that Virginia had 40 wineries. I would imagine Fairfax County is one of them too, right? It's Fairfax, Howard, Falls Church, Arlington, and Loudoun being the richest. Those are all Virginia suburbs. What about about the Maryland suburbs, you know, like Potomac, that area? No, these are the five richest, Fairfax, Howard, Falls Church. I'm surprised Potomac's not in there. That's a really rich area. Probably number six. (laughs) Okay. But in the United States... Your tax dollars at work, people. Corruption pays well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. The bigger See, I was in radio when when I lived in Washington, but I made a lot of money when I was in radio because to get anybody good there, they have to pay a lot of money, you know? Right. I don't know. It's just such a bad indictment of our, the way our system works. I mean, I don't think our founding fathers wanted the five richest counties in the whole country to be all from government. So you work. got your politicians, you got your lobbyists, you got your Lawyers. defense contractors. Yep. Yep. And who else? The staffers of all the people in, in Washington. It's just everything government, you know? And they shouldn't be getting rich out of off the trough of American people, Thomas. We're gonna have a leader <laughs> change all that, right? I don't think so. You I know, don't when think- it comes to money, it's hard to say no to graft. Tom and Mike. All right, let's talk about our millennial friends, right? We love the millennials, right? We do love our millennials. Although they're not going to like this study. 91% of millennials in this study from done by Travelers Insurance Survey found that 91% of millennials admit to using a mobile device while driving. Oh, that's terrible. You know, I'm guessing if that trend continues that the millennial generation will be the shortest generation. Yep. 41% reading texts, 23% updating social media, and get this one, 18% recording a video. It drives me crazy when I'm out driving and, you know, I get behind somebody who's just driving like Methuselah. You know, you think it's some little old lady, 
and then you go to pass them because you have to go in the right lane because they're in the fast lane, right? Yeah. And you look over, and it's some kid texting, maybe even younger than millennial. Right. Uh, but that just drives me crazy. Come on, people. Stop texting and driving. It's really a bad idea. Not only could you kill yourself, but you know you could kill somebody totally innocent like Tom and Mike, and that I, just wouldn't I, be good. I passed this church a couple of weeks ago, and they had, the, you know how like churches have these signs out in front of their church, they change it all the time about right. something funny or, you know, it said, honk if you love Jesus, text while driving if you want to meet him. <laughs> but New York City, they have the best drivers. You know why? They can drive with one hand holding a cigarette and the other one holding a phone, right? That is talent right yes, there. Yes, they buddy. are. <laughs> Tom and Mike. I'm going to test your knowledge on our, our country. They did a survey and they found out of the best run state in America. Here are the metrics. The metrics were tax revenue, debt, the population, I guess meaning if you have less population, you have a better life, good paying jobs, poverty, and credit rating. Who do you think, you're never going to get this because I never want to get, who do you think is the best run state in America? I'm just going to spitball here. Think about less population. Right. Jobs. I'm going to go with Arkansas. That would be wrong. Okay. Who Why would it? you say Arkansas? I don't know, because it seems so unlikely. Yeah, but it has more people in it than this. All right, number one state is North Dakota. North Dakota. There's nobody in that state. North, North Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. And why do we need two Dakotas anyway? That's right. I've been to South. Have you ever been to North or South Dakota? Never. I've been to South Dakota. Have you ever been to Spain? <laughs> yes, I have. I've never been to Spain, but I've been to Oklahoma. I've been to Oklahoma. That was back. part of a song that you're not referencing, so never mind. Yeah, I know that song. It was done by... Three Dog Night. Right. In the 70s. Yeah. Long before our time. Our time. I know, but we go back. We just have this unbelievable knowledge of music. You have a... Uh, I was weaned on the good stuff. Who was the lead singer of Three Dog Night? Chuck Negron. And he's no longer with us, is he? You know, that's a good one for Dead or Alive. <laughs> How come we don't play Dead or Alive anymore? Come All on. Right. I love that game. Here are the five states that are the best run states. North Dakota, number one. Minnesota, number two. Minnesota. Nebraska, number three. Wyoming, four. And our favorite state of the Mormon people, Utah. And the, you know what state's dead last? As New far as the worst run states? Yes. I'm going to say California. Nope. New Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Guess they got some problems over there. That's a beautiful state, though. Have you ever been to New Mexico? I love it. If, especially if you drive along the Rio Grande where there's water. Now, if you get into the middle of the state where it's kind of dry and deserty, it's not that beautiful. But if you follow the Rio Grande, it is, like they say on the license plate, the land of enchantment. It's spectacular. Santa Fe, love that town. Yeah, baby. Isn't that where all the people with the crystals and stuff are? Crystals? You know, the New Age. Is that Santa Fe or is that another part of New Mexico. That's like the capital of the New Age people. Uh, I thought it was Santa Fe. I guess I don't know. I was not aware of that. You weren't? No. All right, buddy. You know, you come to this show, you learn something new every day. (laughs) day. Tom and Mike. Did you know the Chinese government has a real thing about people watching porn? Now, why is that? I have no idea, but they're taking it seriously. The Chinese government is now offering big money, $86,000, for anyone who will turn in somebody who watches porn. Think about that, Thomas. That's a lot of money in China. You know, here's the thing that's interesting to me. They're not really puritanical people. They're not really religious people. What is it that makes them think this is 
so evil and it's hurting people. That's the only thing I can figure out. And it's not just adult videos people are watching. A writer of homoerotic stories just got a 10-year sentence, Thomas. Hmm. You know, in the U.S., snitches get stitches. In China, snitches get riches, Thomas. I see. See that I'm doing there? A little I see play on what words? you're doing there. <laughs> you're so clever. You know, if they ever remove porn from the internet here, there'll only be one website left. And that website would be called bringbackporn.com. <laughs> you know, China took all our manufacturing jobs, but we still have the porn winning. And that's interesting the way you're promoting porn this morning because <laughs> you don't look at it. I don't. You're not interested in it. But it's it. like the fit, like the Second Amendment. You have the right to look at it like you do, Thomas. That's true. Right. But what if you look at something that is actually hurting you? Is that a good thing? I don't know. if it, I And mean, that's you, why we need to dig deeper. That's why you need to do an in-depth study on why the Chinese are banning porn. Because something tells me they've got some information that shows that this is somehow hurting their people. I don't know. $86,000. I don't know how long this is going to last. Or maybe it's just some goofy way to get people to turn in. People are not going to pay them. But right now, you know what the number one occupation is in uh, China? What? Full-time porn bounty hunter, baby. <laughs> you know what the number one activity is in that country? Oh, I'm afraid to ask. Cold showers. Uh-huh. I can't imagine living in a country that is that repressive. Huh? Yeah, I really want to know why. I mean, is it just they think that it's free thought run amok? Probably. They're not crazy about free thought in China. Are they? You know, Thomas, I'm old enough to remember, a little older than you, that when I was a kid, when you saw any kind of video or film footage of China, do you remember they, all the Chinese people used to wear the same kind of uniform like Mao? Right. And now they've got, you know, Christian Suits. Yeah, they've got, you know, Rodeo Drive in California. They've got everything. They've come a long way, baby, but they can't look at porn, can you? No, there's some things you just can't do in China. That might not be a bad thing. You know, when it comes to sex, China looks at us the way we look at Scandinavia with sex. We love that country, don't we? You know, maybe... Just maybe, you know, who's the number one exporter of pornography in the I world? Prob- I would say maybe there's probably Scandinavia. No, I would say it's the U.S. Really? Yeah, that is a huge multi-billion dollar business. Maybe it's a situation where it tips the trade imbalance more in our favor if huh. if they're buying this porn, right? I can't imagine this thing lasting for too long. I mean, if you ever, I don't know, maybe Chinese people don't care about porn like I don't. Maybe I'm Chinese. Maybe I do. I should do me 23 DNA tests. Well, I can tell you, if this radio show thing that we're doing here doesn't work out, I'm going to seriously consider going to China to become a porn, porn bounty hunter. There you go, buddy. Tom and Mike. Now, let's get back to our buddies, the millennials. I have another survey of millennials. They've asked millennials what they think is old. At what age do they think people start getting old? What age do you think they said? 33. No. Wait, 43. No, 60. 60? They said 60. Oh, that's old. Well, I don't think it's that old in these days, Thomas. Believe me, they're going to be there pretty soon. The oldest millennial right now is 40. Right. So they think 60 is old. You know the worst part of turning 60, they say? When you turn 60, you spend the next five years being stalked by AARP. That's what they do, Thomas. They stalk your ass. <laughs> you know that aging is all relative? You know, men at 20 play football, right? Men at 40 play tennis. Men at 60 play golf. Notice something here. Every time they age, the ball gets smaller. <laughs> you knew that, didn't you? You know what would be interesting? In 20 years when millennials turn 60, right? 
Ask them. Of course, we might not be around because we're just slightly older than millennials. <laughs> we'll be around. Ask buddy. them. You know, when they turn sixty, what they consider old to be, and I guarantee you, they're going to say eighty. Right? It's anything twenty years older than what you are. Right. And I'll tell them, don't worry about turning sixty. You'll get used to it. Of course, you'll be seventy when you get used to it. Right, pal? <laughs> yeah. Right. And here's the worst thing about turning sixty: your broad mind and your narrow waist trade places. That's what happens, Thomas. It Is just that happens. What happens. It's called gravity. Uh-huh. And you would tell yourself when you're 60, it's only 16 Celsius. That helps, doesn't it? <laughs> and most everyone I know who's 60 is happy. You know why? You're still younger than Mick Jagger. And look at that guy. Uh, look at that guy. He rocks and rolls, baby. He does. How but, much longer can they keep touring? That's what I, I want to know. You know, my wife said she wants to see them. I don't want to see him. Not that I don't care. I mean, I think they're great. But, you know, I saw them when they were young. And vibrant. A well-oiled machine. Yeah, now they're just going through the motions. You think so? I don't know. I mean, if there was like an older band that was really, really good in the 60s and 70s that's still making music today, who do you want to go see? That's a good question. The Who, uh, if Zeppelin. You know, I saw The Who over the summer. Did you really? That's not the same with just those two guys. You know, actually, Roger Daltrey, his voice sounds exactly the same. Yeah, I admit that he does still have a strong voice. He doesn't have that body anymore, does he? No, he looks like an old guy for sure. Is that it? I think so, unless you want to keep it. That sort of died on the vine. Uh, Died on the vine? So um, Shoot that thing, baby. Shoot it. (laughs) Shoot it. Put it in the bag. Yep. And we wrap it up. Tom and Mike. 